Episode 20 of Kiki's Guide to Training Your Human. My name is Mary Ellen Van Camp. And I'm Amanda Henderson. And this is a special edition of Kiki's Guide to Training Your Human, Kiki's Christmas episode. We're guest hosts for Ken Van Camp, who's on vacation this episode. And we're narrating this podcast under the creative direction of Kiki. In each episode, Kiki presents a dog's perspective on life and growing up in the human world. In this special Christmas episode, we'll hear about Kiki's attempt to stay on the nice list, and we'll find out whether she gets any presents on Christmas morning, and whether a Christmas miracle will happen to Kiki and her friends and family. And now we present Lessons 53 and 54 from Kiki's Guide to Training Your Human. I hope you enjoy it as we start with... Lesson 53, Naughty or Nice List. What skeletons are in your closet? So, let me get this straight, I said to Mousy. Santa has a nice list and a naughty list. If I'm on his nice list, I get lots of presents on Christmas. But if I'm on the naughty list, I get nothing? Well, you might get a lump of coal said the little mouse, his brow knitted. I gulped hard, thinking about all the times I'd been bad. Do you think Daddy told him about the time I purposely peed on the floor after he forgot to give me a treat? He doesn't have to. Santa sees you when you're sleeping and when you're awake. The mouse was remarkably calm as he delivered this bombshell. And don't forget the incident with the pink candy he added. I had forgotten all about the candy I had stolen from Mommy and eaten. So some creepy old guy I've never seen has been watching me 24-7? Yep. Why is this the first I'm hearing about this? I exclaimed, breaking into a sweat. I'm just a little puppy. I never heard of this naughty list before. Mousy considered my outburst. We should talk to Zoe. She's been around a lot longer than I have. It was hard to believe the mouse was suggesting talking to her proclaimed worst enemy, but it seemed like a good idea. We approached the cat's lair with caution, not wanting to disturb her afternoon nap. But as we entered the back bedroom, she was wide awake. The giant tabby perched on her favorite windowsill her tail flicking carelessly as she watched us approach. Hey, Zoe, I called. Have you heard about Santa and his naughty list? Hmm, the cat purred, rubbing her chin against the window. And you two are worried about your misdeeds? She fixed a stern gaze on Mousy as she said, Like the time you tried to frame me for murder? The mouse sucked in a deep breath. I've been naughty too, I said, trying to divert the conversation. Staring at the floor, I gave an accounting of my misadventures, from the pea incident to the pink candy debacle. And I was mean to you when I first met you, I added. Zoe nodded, smiling. Kiki, she said. Sometimes conditions can be misunderstood. Santa might take into account extenuating circumstances. Extenuating circumstances. That sounded hopeful. So maybe if I'm good between now and Christmas, Santa will take that into account and give me presents anyway? 
Maybe, she said. The next day, I was on my long walk when we encountered Diane, the lady I had stayed with earlier this year when Mommy and Daddy were on vacation. Well, hello there, Diane said, picking me up. And how's my little alpha dog? Did Daddy ever install a sign, I suggested, to track the number of days you stayed accident-free? I gulped, remembering how I got confused between the pee-pee pads and Diane's front doormat. No, Daddy answered, but she's been pretty good. I looked at him and wagged my tail. Maybe not quite nice list material yet, Daddy added. As the two of them chuckled over my fate, Diane must have noticed my drooping ears. Oh, don't look so worried, Kiki, she said, hugging me closer. Santa has been known to commute sentences. I wasn't sure what that meant, but it sounded optimistic. Maybe this was like Wheel of Fortune, where even the losers get some prize money. And there was only a little more than a week left before Christmas. Certainly, I could be good between now and then. I was so happy I could pee, and it was then I remembered that Diane was still holding me. Uh-oh. Lesson 54. Kiki's Christmas Wish. In that day, the wolf and the lamb will live together. Mousy and I played with a fluff ball one morning in the living room. We had less space than usual because the Christmas tree corner had grown. Each day this week, Mommy and Daddy added more presents, cutting off more play space and enticing me with questions. Who were all the gifts for? Would there be any from me, even though I had been bad? Would I make the nice list? The tree towered over me, its long branches decorated with dazzling lights, delicate ornaments, and tinsel. I steered clear of it, careful not to break anything and ruin my history of seven accident-free days. But this morning, the little fluff ball bounced close to the tree, and I trotted after it, not noticing where I was. The ball stopped short of a small wooden building I had not seen before. It was open on three sides and held delicate figurines of a man and a woman with sheep standing nearby. Everyone seemed to be looking at the baby in the woman's arms. Mousy interrupted my reverie. Hey, it's your turn. Hit the ball back. What's this, I asked, indicating the wooden hut. I don't know. They think they call it a manger. Hey, that reminds me, Mousy said excited. He's coming tonight. Who's coming, I asked. My tail wagged at the prospect of a visitor. Santa! Oh, him. Last week, I learned about the naughty and niceless. I don't think I'm getting any presents. Cheer up, my friend said. You heard what the cat said about extenuating circumstances. And you've been really good since then. Zoe was the wise old cat who had recently taken up residence in the back room of our house. My best friend, Mousy, was scared of her but reluctantly agreed to enter her lair with me last week to get the inside scoop on Santa's lists. I don't know about Christmas, I said. Something seems kind of off about it. What do you mean? Well, take Santa. If I'm good, he's supposed to bring me presents. But what did I get him? It doesn't seem fair. The question hung in the air like the ornaments on the tree. 
Just then a cold wind blew through the house and I watched the tinsel float momentarily on the breeze. It took a moment to realize someone had entered the front door. Daddy! I barked as I ran to the door to greet him, and he picked me up and asked, How's my good girl Kiki? He called me his good girl. I wagged my tail and kissed him hello. I looked at the tree in the far corner and the tiny manger resting below. The tree was so large and festive, and the manger so small. The rest of the day was a whirlwind of activity, as delicious smells wafted from the kitchen. Visitors came and left, and more boxes appeared beneath the crowded tree. After dark, Mommy and I took our last walk of the evening, and I noticed one of our neighbors had a large manger display on their front lawn. Humans, donkeys, and sheep were life-size and illuminated with a bright spotlight. An angel stood in the middle, and in front of him was an empty burlap-lined cot, but the cot was empty. I slept uneasily that night. I dreamed of the angel and the animals in the outdoor manger, and suddenly a bright light shone and a baby appeared in the cot. The bright light awoke me and I realized it was morning. Mommy got up first. Merry Christmas, Kiki, she said. Let's go for a walk and then we can open presents. As we walked past our neighbor's house, Mommy said, Look, Kiki, the baby Jesus is in the manger now. It's the Christmas miracle. I looked at the manger. A statue of a baby lay in the burlap cot, just like in my dream. I wondered where it came from and why it was there. As if reading my thoughts, Mommy said, That's baby Jesus, and today is his birthday. And then she told me a story. In that day, the wolf and the lamb will live together. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. The calf and the yearling will be safe with the lion, and the little child will lead them all. Isaiah 11.6 I didn't see any wolves in the manger, but there were lambs, and I wondered how a little child could lead them. A little later, we all gathered by the tree to open presents. Mousie was hopping from gift to gift and reading all the tags. You got one from Santa, he said. And so did I. Come on, open your present. As he started to bite the wrapping on his little present, I said, Wait, what about Zoe? Mousie stopped mid-chew a tiny piece of paper clinging to the side of his mouth. What about her? Well, she's part of the family, too. She should be here. Mousie looked from side to side, whiskers twitching. But, but, but what if she steals my present? I laughed. Zoe won't take your present. But it's her Christmas, too, and she shouldn't be alone. Daddy watched me as I walked to the back bedroom. Where are you off to, he asked. When I returned, Zoe trotted beside me, and Daddy raised his eyebrows, looking from dog to cat. So you two are friends now, eh? He smiled. Well, come here, Zoe, and join the Christmas party. Zoe looked around the room, first at Mommy and Daddy, then at Mousie, who was trembling at the sight of the large tabby approaching. Ignoring the mouse, Zoe jumped on the couch and sat beside Mommy. Her purring grew louder as Mommy rubbed behind her ears. Hearing the cat's purrs, Mousie relaxed and resumed chewing the paper on his gift. I savored the wrapping on my present, 
and did not notice Zoe jumping down from the couch and quietly unwrapping her gift. Neither did Mousy until his present was freed from the paper. It was a small plastic lattice ball with a bell in the middle. The bell jingled as the ball moved, and when Mousy turned to look, he discovered Zoe observing him closely. Uh, no, no problem, said the mouse. You can have it. Trembling, he shoved the ball and watched it roll to the cat, the little bell jingling inside as it moved. Zoe extended her paw and tapped the ball, which rolled back. The mouse stood transfixed as the ball slowly rolled across the floor and stopped with a tap on his nose. It's okay, the cat said. Just give it a push. The mouse nudged the ball harder this time, and the cat watched it roll before trapping it with her paw. This time she rolled it to me. I put my present aside and joined the game, hitting the jingling ball back to Mousy. Mousy giggled and tapped it with her nose, which went off course and rolled toward the little wooden manger under the tree. squeaked the mouse. No big deal, assured Zoe, catching the ball. I watched my friends play. If a wolf and lamb could live together, maybe a mouse and cat could too. Was this part of the Christmas miracle? I think Jesus wants everyone to play together, I said. Mommy got down on the floor and addressed the woman holding the baby in our manger. What do you think, Mary? Can you help the rest of the world learn to play together, too? That's all I want for Christmas. I looked at the smiling mother holding the baby in the manger. As I turned away, I thought I heard someone say, Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kiki's Guide to Training Your Human. I'm Mary Ellen Van Camp. And I'm Amanda Henderson. And I hope you've enjoyed this performance. If so, please rate it and leave feedback. You can post feedback to our Facebook page or email. The addresses are in the episode description. We're dropping a new episode of Kiki's podcast every weekend on all major podcast apps. Make sure you follow Kiki's Guide so you'll be notified as each episode becomes available. So what will happen next? Will Kiki learn from her lessons this year? and work harder to stay on the nice list in the coming year? Be sure to join us for the next episode of Kiki's Guide to Training Your Human, and find out. Because dogs are people too, you know. Bye!